The following episode was recorded before March 2024, and while the content shared is valuable and useful, it features Rob, who is no longer involved in the business. Hey, it's Rob and Kennedy. Hello, today on the Email Marketing Show, we're talking to Laura Belgrave from The Talking Shrimp. Yes, that Laura, the one who's spoken on stage at Traffic and Conversion Summit, Copy Chief Live. She's the founder of Shrimp Club, and you might also know her as the person working with Marie Folio, uh, where she is the co-creator of The Copy Cure. Now, before we get into this amazing conversation, we've put together something that is really cool for you, and it's free too. Cool and free. You see, you want to make more sales from your email marketing. We know this much is true because you're here at the Email Marketing Show. But you can't make sales if nobody is clicking on the links in your email. So we put together 12 really creative ways to get more clicks from every email you send in a new download that we're calling Click Tricks. It's yours totally free as a listener to this podcast. All you have to do right now, today, while you're thinking about it, while it's on the tip of your mind, head over to emailmarketingheroes.com forward slash tricks. He is very happy to do things that he's terrible at, as long as he enjoys them. It's comedy hypnotist Robert Temple. And he gets really wound up by people spelling en route incorrectly, I should say. It's psychological mind reader Kennedy. I got a little thrown there because you've put a typo typo in a different word where you've typed that out and... uh, so it's a little bit hypocritical there. You uh, annoy when people spell on route incorrectly, and then you I mean, put it's, wood up it's, it's instead when of people say, When people say that they're in route or on o n route, it's bloody French. Get the flipping spelling right. Okay, tell me about these terrible things that you've been getting good at, or, well, not getting good at, but enjoying. Like, what? Well, I hear loads of people getting sad and depressed about, like, oh, I feel like I'm failing at this, and I feel really bad because I want to be good at this, and I want to be good at that. And their their whole enjoyment of the thing is wrapped up in being successful at it or being good at Mm. it. The world would be a happier place if you could just crack on and be happy doing a thing, even if you're not good at it. Have you got an example of something you're currently trying to do? So, like, there's loads of stuff. So, obviously, you and I are starting to dabble with golf, both terrible at it, but as long as you enjoy yeah. it, it doesn't matter but i i'm happy to be perpetually terrible at it as long as i enjoy it ah uh, what a lovely and it just got really deep all of a sudden on the email marketing show doesn't happen very well. often yeah. <laughs> this is the show where we give course creators coaches and membership site owners everything you need to use psychology driven email marketing and be the email marketing hero of your business that means you make more sales you do it more predictably in less time with a brand new episode every email marketing Wednesday. Stop showing off for your new friends. It's just Wednesday. It's not email marketing Wednesday. It's just Wednesday. And if you haven't already, make sure you hit the subscribe button. If you're a brand new listener, hello, welcome. It's lovely to be in your ear holes. Hit subscribe so you don't miss out on another episode. Actually, while we're here, I'd love it if you could go ahead and take a screenshot of this episode on your podcast player or take a selfie if you want to share your beautiful face. Pop it on Instagram, tag us at Rob and Kennedy. We've been notoriously slack on using Instagram lately, but we're going to start using it more often. And we are using it more often. So we'll share you our story when you do it. 
So we thought we'd tell you just quickly why it is that so many people are switching to Keep for their email marketing automation. Keep are sponsoring this episode of the Email Marketing Show. You see, we've been using Keep as our marketing platform of choice for more than 12 years each and actually have four accounts between us because it allows us to manage your contacts, build amazing email automations and run your whole marketing and sales system all in one place. And with their swanky new user interface, it's really super intuitive. So go and see why we love it and why so many people are switching to Keep by going to emailmarketingheroes.com slash keep. So, Rob, in the wings, I've got the lovely Laura Belgray, but one of these three things is true about Laura. And by the way, full disclaimer, two of these things are absolutely not true about Laura. They're porky pies. They're made up. Okay, so did Laura once open a literal can of worms on live TV? Did she appear in the Sesame Street theme on television? Or can she hold her own on a skateboard? Oh, these are quite good. Uh, The first two sound wildly made up, but I think it might be one of them. But despite that, against my better judgment, I'm going to say that she can hold her own on a skateboard. Laura, which one's true? (laughs) It's definitely not the skateboard one. Although... You know, the last time I was on a skateboard, I think I was six years old, and I went down a hill at Riverside Park, which is on the Upper West Side of New York City, um, and landed at the bottom with a big fat lip. So that that was my skateboarding career. I was actually in that same park. Wow, that's awesome. That, that was my second guess. Like, that was Street. the one I thought it might be, but that sounded just a bit too made up. That's amazing. Can we talk about that <laughs> instead of email marketing? <laughs> <laughs> We can. We can talk all about it. No, I don't get paid for it. Never got royalties for it. My mom signed a waiver uh, when I was two years old in so, the park and said, yes, I could so be So basically, you Street. know how to get to Sesame Street. Can you tell us how to get to Sesame Street? <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you how to get to Sesame Street. In fact, it was uh, shot in a studio right in my neighborhood. So a bunch of kids. So it was not even that cool that I was on the show open because there were kids in my school who are in the actual show and would like you know, talk to Big Bird and Grover. Wow, okay, awesome. So uh, anyway, let's, uh, I mean, we could we could absolutely make an episode out of that because <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's all really interesting. And I know that we, the three of us, have this common love for using, uh, for using stories as a way of communicating with our audiences. And that's one of the things, one of the things that I know a lot of us get afraid of when we're telling stories to our audience, maybe being a bit vulnerable, sharing what's going on in our lives, is when, well, when people complain, they sort of, they hate on you. Mm-hmm. I mean, how, how do you feel? I mean, I mean, it, it, I mean, I'm assuming it happens to you too. It's not just us. Oh boy, it happens to me a lot. I mean, the more I email, the more I hear back um, things like slow your roll. <laughs> um, it's sometimes I've, I've heard, it's always some old guy named Bob saying like, so slow your roll. Sometimes less is more wanting to teach me a lesson about it. Or people saying I've been um, demanding, I unsubscribe them, even though they can't seem to uh, find the, you know, there's a link at the bottom for that. Um, sometimes I put it at the top, but they'll say like, I'm trying to get away from your blather. How do I stop these from coming into my inbox? Um, there, some people are really insulting. One of them said, one of them wrote to me and said, like, wow, talk about lame and told me why my email sucked. By the way, you can't use the word lame anymore. Um, it is not woke. But uh, 
yeah, that was one that I, so these do sting um, sometimes, like even though I know these people are fools. And so I, part of me brushes it off and it's like, don't listen to them. They're, they're morons, especially people who can't find the unsubscribe link. And, um, and the ones who think that you shouldn't email so much are a little misguided. Um, but still it nags at me. And sometimes I'm tempted to write back right away. And I keep thinking about it and keep thinking about that person and composing a defense in my head, or sometimes I'll compose it on the page and be ready to hit send. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to, to write. I'm not going to write back to this person. The one who called my email lame, I think I did write back to, and I called her an a-hole, um, which was not the best it was a little bit reactive it was like when I was in bed before I'd had coffee but uh yeah the the right thing to do is not respond right away first of all not try to defend yourself why waste your time like telling these people why they're wrong uh doesn't matter um it is okay to lose them they're not the people you want on your list anyway and the thing that I love to do the really actually constructive thing that I do with these things, uh, even though they sting, is I showcase them. I will take a screenshot, I will copy it, like copy their words, and I will put it into an email and also into social posts and tell my audience about it and tell them, you know, and I might admit that it stung and it, like that it actually hurt my poor little feelings, but I will also um, usually make fun of them mercilessly and um, talk about why they are wrong. Or maybe I'll agree with them and say they pointed out something true, but my audience loves it. They just love it. And they love it for a couple of reasons. Um, I think any audience loves to see you, how you handle things that they are afraid of or things that happen to them too. So if they um, do email a lot, they, it's likely that they get those kinds of responses, especially if they are themselves in their emails and, um, and are really, and are good at it. Like the better at it you are, the more people are going to hate you. Um, <laughs> or they want to email, they want to quote, put themselves out there and they're really afraid of getting those kinds of responses and they don't know how they would handle it. So it makes them feel better to see that you, a person with feelings, um, you know, actually handles this, processes it and rolls with it. And I think it's even better if you admit that, it, you know, if it's true, if you admit that it has an effect on you and um, right. Like, I think that that's, that is relatable to them and makes them feel better. It's, you know, if you're a person who's like, who does not give you know, a crap about these people, that's okay to talk about too. Um, and you'll be relatable to other people who also, or, or people who would like to be like that and would like to give zero Fs. Um, but admitting that it has an effect on you is, is comforting to people um, when they see that you handle it well and they rally around you and it makes them, um, it gets them on your side and gets them a little like in a way defensive on your behalf. Like, yeah, and here's why else that person is wrong. And you know, if the person is complaining that you sell too much, they're like, well, that's ridiculous. What is it? You know, you're not running a charity, you're running a business. And I love it when you sell to me. In fact, I'm going to buy from you right now just to <laughs> prove it. So 
<laughs> so it, it works on many different I think one levels. of the things that's really interesting is sort of when we're t- when we're coaching people or teaching people to like email more often the first thing that they come across is oh no because if I do that I'm g- people are going to unsubscribe more rapidly I'm going to going to lose my subscribers mm-hmm. and actually what they're worried about is that if they send emails on their schedule it, to their agenda th- that will improve their business that will make them more sales that's going to lose them the subscribers they've worked really hard for and actually it's very rare that we have anyone say I'm worried that people are going to reply to me with hatred probably because they think well I would never do that and therefore nobody ever will so there'll be loads of people listening to this right now who are thinking about upping their email frequency because we talk about it all the time or they're thinking about selling more often because we talk about it all the time and now they're thinking oh my god not only do I have to worry about people unsubscribing I've got to worry about people (laughs) bullying me cyber bullying um, in my inbox so one of the things that you therefore have to tackle and and we are I can tell you we are not immune from this either is when people reply with that sort of stuff because we get it too is the, 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 you can't you can't help but feel a little bit like oh what if there is something in it what if I what if I what if I am too selling selling too aggressively what if I am doing this for a moment I think that has to affect you what do you what if it does what do you do to like balance that argument back out is it just well my business is making loads of money and if they piss off that's going to be fine or what yeah. yeah it's well it is the firm knowledge that the more I email the more I sell and the more I email, the more, and it's not just selling. So the more I email, the more I get my uh, message out to people, the more people I will um, delight for the, those who are delighted by my emails, the more I will help um, for those who are helped by my emails. And so the, the more positive effect I will have, the more I email. And so it's, it's worth that trade-off is absolutely true. The more you, the more emails you send, the more unsubscribes you're going to get. So, you know, and in a sense, I think, you know, that unsubscribes are a good way of, they're a good way of cleansing your list. Those are people who don't want to hear from you or who are not interested in what you have to say or sell. Um, I mean, I had somebody, I think it was the person who called my stuff blather uh, go on about how, you know, I, I know what you have to offer and what's, you know, what services and products you have to offer me. And if I want them, I know where to find you. So stop. And <laughs> that's, um, that's a person who I don't need on my list. They know where to come find me if they want what I have to offer. And um, so goodbye and good riddance. That's like wonderful. I don't like, I don't need to be bothering you in your inbox. And I don't need to be reaching you because you're not you're not interested in what I have to say or sell. Um, so that it, it's true. Like people are not wrong that they're going to get more unsubscribes, and it is hard to build your list and it's hard to get people on your list. But the ones, it's a cleansing thing. It's a colonic. Every time you send an email, it's a colonic for your list that gets rid of all the you know. And people are not crap, and they're not bad people for unsubscribing, but they are not. They are clogging up your list. Um, you, who wants those people who aren't going to open the emails? It, it affects your deliverability. And who wants those people who are not interested? If they're not interested in buying, that's fine yeah. as long as they enjoy the emails. But if they're not going to open them or if they're going to mark them as spam, or they're just clogging. What's really list. sad about this is that a lot of these people who complain have quite a good way with words. You can tell from their reply, like, one doth not need these emails no more. And you think, God, if you just applied <laughs> that to doing email marketing, you'd, you'd make some money. <laughs> 
So <laughs> let, let's take a little look at the the, the, the detail True. of okay, we've been brave. We've we've sent out the email because for some people like that's a confidence thing, and that's great. You know, hopefully you're working on that. Grand. We send the email, and some person will call him Bob, right? has replied and said, uh-huh. what a load of shit, or whatever. You know, go away, leave me alone, yeah. Laura. How, what, 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 how do you actually, what's the sort of practicalities of turning that reply into a piece of content? Because obviously just screenshotting it and going, mm-hmm. there's subscribers, that's what somebody said, and then sort of leaving it. That's probably not what we're going to do. How do you frame that, and how do you turn that into something of value for the subscriber? Yeah, well, so say it is Bob, um, and there was a real Bob who wrote uh, what I said before, slow your roll, sometimes less is more, I'm getting too many emails from you, and it's not going to, and it's not working for you, (laughs) and so I screenshotted that, I quoted him in an email, and I said um, to my audience, here's what I said back to Bob, Uh, I told, you know, I told Bob, actually, when it comes to emailing, especially when you're selling something or launching something, more is more, Bob. And the more I can, I can even show you with this graph that the more emails I send, the more product I sell and the more I make. And it's um, actually this frequency of emailing has made me a $1 million yearly income. So um, thank you for your input. And, uh, I'm going to keep on, I'm not going to slow my roll. I'm going to keep on emailing and you're welcome to get off the ride. There's a soft opt out at the top for you. So I put that whole thing, you know, that is what I emailed back to Bob and I put that into the email. And then I said, here's what Bob said back. And cause Bob did write back and he said, which is unusual. They don't usually write back. And he kind of said, Mia Copa, I have been schooled um, by talking shrimp and duly, you know, duly noted. Thank you for writing me back. So I even showed that, you know, Bob had humbly <clears throat> accepted my rebuttal. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I would say that I won that argument. And so um, that was that whole email was in the middle of a launch. And so it, it, it was a launch that for one of my courses that teaches you the art of emailing. I think it was probably for Launch Hero. So that helped sell it. It didn't just get people on my side saying, like writing back and saying, um, oh God, this is amazing. Yep, it's always a Bob. And I get these too. It was also people saying, oh, wow. I didn't even realize that emailing more made like literally turned into more dollars um i need that product i need to buy inbox hero i need to buy launch hero and then they bought it so that was like a a kind of a perfect example of how i sold actually sold um using some using Mm -hmm. a hater and sometimes yes and sometimes it'll just be you know it won't be during a launch and it won't be to sell anything but i will showcase it and maybe I'll talk about how it affected me or I'll talk about, um, you know, if it's, if it's one that is asking to demanding that I unsubscribe them, I will laugh about the fact that there's a link below and maybe I'll tell my audience, by the way, if you're ever feeling like you want to get out of here uh, or get me out of your inbox, you've got that link to click as well. Or I might talk about why unsubscribes are okay, which, you know, I'm sure you talk about here on the show. So, um, you know, I'll do all different kinds of things to make people feel better about haters. Or maybe I will talk about how 
you know, it's always people like this. It's always the ones who, you know, don't have a business who want to tell you, who want to tell you how to run your business. It's always the ones who blah, blah, blah. And um, it'll make them feel better about criticism in general. And it tells, it shows them how to handle criticism and how to process it. Like how to remember that you are not for everyone. You never will be, you shouldn't try to be. And you have to remember to be for the per for the people who like your stuff, not for not try to change it. There will always be someone who wants you to do it differently. So those are always a good example of that, and it makes people feel better about their creativity. Yeah, and, this, and these replies could be about anything, like the frequency. We get things saying, oh, you swear in your emails, so I can't post, you know, there's no need to be, this is not very professional, and we're like, great, leave then. But, you know, it, 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 it Rob Rob has a really good phrase, which is this. It's like, they've come into your house. They're on your email list. So if you go yeah. around to someone's house, you expect you expect if they want you to take your shoes off at the door, you take your shoes off. If they don't like the decor, <laughs> they don't say, you better change that couch and that, that wallpaper's terrible. You don't change the wallpaper for them. It's your house. So you operate the damn thing exactly how, how you'd like. Here's a question for you, though. So you had this happen during a live launch, which is great. You know, this person replies, Bob, you turn it into a piece of content. That's great. Is this the kind of thing you think is on only works in a timely way because it happened during that launch? Or would you take that? And because it worked so well, would you roll that, that exact email out again during the next time you launch that program and actually have it as a critical pillar of the launch? Uh, absolutely, I do. I always reuse those, um, especially if they went over well and people responded well to them. So, and with those time sensitive, those sort of those time bound emails that are like this happened to me today, I'll just tweak them a little bit, and in case somebody gets it again and say this happened to me once, you know, last time I was launching, um, just to make it less time sensitive. And yeah, I mean, I think those are. I think those critical, those criticism emails or whatever they are, screenshots of haters are great content, yeah. um, whether it's during a launch or not during a launch. I have one that um, that just came to mind about somebody who criticized me for having a typo in an email. And I was like, first of all, um, it's one thing to point out a typo on my website. That's great, that's helpful. You know, I can go and change it. And that's like telling me I had spinach in my teeth. But the email is like, hey, you had spinach in your teeth and your um, skirt tucked into your pantyhose in the back yesterday <laughs> when I saw you. Just wanted you to know, like, I can't go back and fix that. <laughs> Barn door is closed. But second of all, my big point was copywriters are not copy editors. I'm like, we make typos. They, I think the criticism was how do you expect me to trust you and and buy for you and pay for your knowledge when you make typos it's not professional and so i um created an email that was it was the subject line was the typo that ruined my career <laughs> and of course the point was that it didn't ruin my right. career um but so that was not during a launch it's just content like everyday content that people remember and will share and um, and say hallelujah. Yeah, anything that people say amen to, 
is great content. Right, right. I, I love that. It's all content. I think one of the things I know a lot of people struggle with is that fear of I need to email frequently, of course, but what about typos? And I was, when I first started emailing online, I started doing it as like a therapy because I'm dyslexic, which means writing that stuff is a big challenge. So on my opt-in box, I wrote... I'm going to make I'm going to send an email every day. It's going to be valuable. But if you're offended by typos, please don't 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 sign up cuz I don't want you replies to any of the typos. I can tell you now in 100% of emails there's a friggin' typo. Absolutely. 100%. Do you know what, Rob? This reminds me this whole idea of haters. And I'll be interested to see what Laura thinks about this. Reminds me of how in the stand-up comedy and entertainment worlds that we're from, hecklers. There's people in the audience who are just like when does the comedy start? Well, you know, when you're halfway through your set and like, do a joke and all that stuff. You're like, you know, all those hecklers. And one of the reasons, one of the pieces of psychology around why hecklers happen is all they want is a little bit of significance. They just want your attention for a moment. So when you reply to Bob and it's you, like he got an email from the talking shrimp. He's had his heart filled up and he's walking proud because now he feels important that he was he was spotlighted and pointed out in the audience. A bit like when you when you see uh, Lady Gaga in concert and she smiles at you in the audience and makes eye contact. There's that level of significance. Do you always reply to these people and do you think it helps? Uh, thank you. First of all, um, thank you for comparing me to Lady Gaga. I mean, a pleasure. Uh, to, <laughs> she, she, she's thanking yeah. me as well by text at the moment. So, yeah. She. Oh, me too. I'm weird. I'm getting one from her That's, right we're, now. We're in that group um, chat, wasn't we? Oh, hey, LG. So, uh, no, I don't always reply. I mean, sometimes I know to refrain from replying and I will just leave it there for my manager Sandra who is very customer service focused and has a cool head and no and and also knows that those people want attention and so she will just calmly reply to the, like if it's truly just nasty right, right. um I'm like why am I gonna waste my time sometimes I reply to them and when they are uh in public like comments on a Facebook ad for instance um, cause I, I've got one ad running that seems to bring all the old cranks to the yard and uh, it, it's for my, like my guide to non-sucky subject lines. And, uh, you know, so the comments are like, um, they range from nice teeth or you look like Tom Petty to, um, <laughs> yeah, I know, um, or or I devour her in an instant, like forgetting that there's an actual person there to um, like email marketing. Everybody knows um, it says like email and it, was, it separated the word E and mail. Uh, so you know where this person's coming from, like email is as outdated as snail mail, snail mail. And then it said, what a knucklehead. And then a couple more, like, so you teach me how to, how to write spam for spammers. And then there was a picture of spam. So all these, you know, non-believers and to them, I don't really respond to nice teeth. Um, but to those people who other people might see there, like they might see those comments and wait for a response from me. Like, yeah, I'd like to know that too. Is this just for spam? Um, those I will respond to. And so that there's a, like a public record of my response and people can see what I'm, you know, and sometimes I just, you know, I'll poke fun at them. 
but also explain, also talk about the power of email. I'm like, well, then I guess this isn't for you. Um, or you're probably not subscribing to the right people if you think it's all spam, you know. So I'll write responses that make sense. And then, but I will screenshot those losers as well and use it as content. I love this conversation partly for listeners as a sort of motivational pep talk to say it's okay, just keep going. Uh, if people unsubscribe or reply with hate, that's okay. It happens to the best in the world. So like, just keep going. Um, but also I think, you know, to, to know that it's okay to, under certain circumstances, to reply to those emails. And I know that, that potentially when those people reply, like the guy who said, oh, I've been schooled, I'm sorry, blah, 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 thank you for this. Um, so that's going to happen sometimes. And sometimes that's going to lead to having sales conversations with those people like that, that, that can turn everything around. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of the time people are, you know, what they've, what's um, come to be known as keyboard warriors. They don't even expect that a human is going to see it. Um, and when they realize a human has, they yeah. sort of feel bad about it and kind of retreat a little bit. So I think there's so much gold in this. Absolutely, absolutely love it. And, you know, I think it's a good word for everybody. Like, you're not the only person getting hate on your Facebook ads, on your social posts, by your, in replies to your emails. We're all seeing them. And look, Rob and I look like this. Do you think when we put our faces and our hairstyles on Facebook ads, we don't get called all a very colorful, <laughs> a very colorful number of names, uh, usually from horrendous people like Bob. Uh, with that said, let's get into this week's... Subject line of the week. Subject line of the week. Laura, you've got a subject line I know you, you like to use uh, pretty regularly when you do the launch, don't you? I do. It's when I do a particular launch because this was during a particular launch. It was one of those pieces of content that I created during the launch and now I use it every time. Um, and the subject line was, in all caps, DUDE. <laughs> and... The email was about getting a testimonial uh, from this guy who's on my list um, and is an awesome email marketer himself, Chris Orzakowski. Oh, yeah. And yeah, and he emailed me a fabulous response to Inbox Hero, which he had bought and told me how like he had made, um, you know, X amount of like thousands of dollars from the very next email he wrote and then he dashed it off in like 20 minutes. And so I wanted to showcase that. And it was the first one I had gotten from a guy. I have so many women on my list and proportionately, you know, fewer men. So it was exciting to me. And so it was, I think it started out with that. I may have squealed a little when I opened the email. Um, and my husband said, why are you squealing? And I said, I got an email from a guy. <laughs> um, and he wasn't super excited about that. And I explained that it was a, uh, testimonial or my first what I call testosterimonial and um, and then it made a really it, it made a big difference because as soon as I put that testosterimonial on the sales page which of course I did right away I got other guys buying because they responded to it and the email was really about how we about representation and how we like to see faces that look like ours whether or it's you know our our race or our hair or our gender. Um, we like to see ourselves represented in some way, and it was about the importance of you know having showcasing different kinds of people um, who have all different kinds of looks um, on your sales page if you can. I love it. But it was also to showcase that one testimonial. Love it. And the subject line hooked them. Yeah, the word dude. I love it. That's this week's. Subject line of the week. Subject line of the week. 
This has been awesome. So Laura, for people who want to find out more about you and everything you're doing, tell us, where do we go? You go, you go or you come over to talkingshrimp.com. And um, if you want my free guide to subject lines that I mentioned, that's right there on the homepage, but you'll also find it at talkingshrimp.com slash subject lines. And I'm on Instagram where you two are obviously hanging out way more at NYC. Love it. Yeah, definitely go and check that stuff out. Awesome. Thanks for joining us on the show, Laura. Great catching up with you. And of course, make sure if you want to continue this conversation with us, you can go and find us in our hanging out in our Facebook group. It's a free Facebook group. Just go to Facebook, search for the email marketing show community or go to robandkennedy.group and that will forward you over there by internet magic. That's it. Subscribe to the show. Thanks, Laura. Thanks, Rob. Goodbye. Thank you. Bye. Bye.